Hey, uh, can anyone tell me what time it is? Does anyone know what time it is? Time to fire Scott Power. No. Um, <laughs> well, that. It, it's does, uh, a little after 8 o'clock. Does anybody really on, uh, care? Tuesday. Anybody really care? Uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nathan, go ahead. What's your joke? Let's hear it. It's bacho time. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. That's not a joke. We, it's just, it's bacho yeah. time. He's back. In my back, it's I'm bacho. in here for the first time. Bacho nachos. That's what I was going to say. The the tech can really get in on this. Some bacho nachos. Get a little NIL deal going. It won't. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, they won't. Can, oh, we can get a sponsorship with Eljar. <laughs> I think we kind of burned that think, bridge. Yeah, I think that ship has sailed, actually. <laughs> I didn't say we. I meant the player. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. So uh, bacho I, nachos. I've had enough. Bacho di- nachos at Eljar. I've had enough diarrhea recently to last a long time. I don't <laughs> Need to partner up with Aldar. It's not a good place to eat. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. And this week we have a lot to talk about. I know we've been on Twitter talking about the BTB drama that happened the past week. There was a football game that happened, unfortunately. There's a football (laughs) game upcoming, even more unfortunately. And there were some (laughs) basketball games. There's a lot to talk about this week. Yep, there sure Uh, is. Yeah, for sure. And volleyball. Who gives a fuck about volleyball? Oh, God. Get Jeremy Farrar in here for the volleyball segment. Yeah, Nathan, where do you want to start? I mean, I think everybody's itching to hear what we have to say about the women's volleyball tournament, uh, obviously making it in, uh, getting the last invite or whatever. But, you know, where do you want to start? Well, I think you pretty much covered the volleyball. So let's move on to basketball. Yeah, okay. Before we get into the BTB doc, just to get other sports yeah. out of the way first and we can spend more time on that. The Bulldogs opened up their season this week. Uh, or really a week ago, we were kind of recorded right before they played Colorado State to open the year on the road. They lost that game 81-73 after, you know, foul after foul after foul. Yeah, some of of the worst officiating that I've seen um, in a basketball game. I mean, just it was like 26 free throws to 10 in favor of Colorado State. Tech looked pretty decent, though. I mean, kind of lacked a little bit of offensive identity at times, but some of the new players that we don't really know a lot about yet came out and were pretty good. Uh, Sean Newman, he had five assists to go with 15 points in 32 minutes of action, so pretty good showing from him. Anybody else stand out to you, Nathan? Yeah, Jalen Henderson ends up leading all scorers on the night. Jalen has 16 points on the night, coming off the bench, too. Of course, he had to come off the bench because Isaiah Crawford was only able to play 12 minutes. Yeah, he he was getting calls for fouls that, you know, there's contact there, certainly, but it's stuff that you'd love to see the ref allow uh, to play. And he got called for a charge for his fourth foul early in the second half when the guy's feet were not even close to set and he fell over. So it was kind of... Okay, I guess it's that kind of night for for Isaiah. He had 12 minutes, just six points um, and two rebounds. So, I mean, it's just awful when, you know, the Conference USA player of the year, uh, preseason player of the year can't play, you know, for more than a quarter of the game, basically, due to officiating. Yeah, that really sucks. Yeah, it was last Monday night. So we're over a week past it here, but not really much happened between. uh, They did have a game last night though right against yes, they uh, hosted oh, lion yeah. yeah 
good old Lion College, uh, 143 victory there. Band got to do the little victory lap around the tack right at the end. I don't remember doing that when I was there, but maybe we just didn't score We did score it when I was points. there. I don't know. Yeah, fun fact about Lion College, they mentioned it at the top of the broadcast, but I wouldn't blame you if you didn't watch it. Even though these games are on ESPN Plus now and not Kusa TV, Ooh. so hey. it's actually worth watching them now and not having to pay extra for poor quality for most of the game. Lion College is the oldest college in Arkansas. Wow, really? Yeah, founded in 1872, predates Tech. Oh, I thought it was going to be 1972. Fifteen seventy two. Oh, well before the uh, establishment of the country, BC. Yeah, this was this was a game where Tech did not shoot very well, uh, at least early. They end the night shooting sixty two percent, but early <laughs> on it felt like they were getting rebounds and and putbacks and everything like that. But they just couldn't hit a shot to save their life. Eventually, they caught on and you know they scored a hundred. So I mean, I you have to shoot pretty they, well to do that. They weren't shooting yeah. well, but they scored a hundred. Yeah, sixty two percent is not good enough for Nathan. Apparently, it's not. <laughs> not against uh, the oldest college in Arkansas. What what is your uh shooting percentage? <laughs> He's nuts. Yeah, Nathan, Matt, if Matt's you were to, if back. you were to shoot if you were to shoot 10 free throws, are you making uh are you making 62% of them? I will be lucky if I'm facing in the right direction. <laughs> um, shoots one disintegrates into dust. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I see here, uh, Crawford, Crawford got the MVP from Ken Palm here with 22 minutes, 21 points and eight rebounds. So, uh, yeah. And I think somebody got a double, double. I saw on Twitter. looks like, uh, Mangum, uh, 10 rebounds and 11 points. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the lion college. Like that's one of the, you know, ones that Ken Palm just automatically has as a win. <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. even give a percentage or anything. It's just like, <laughs> yep. Win. Yep, yep. They're, Along with Dillard and Dallas Christian later in the year. I didn't even know there was a Dallas Christian. There's a lot of There's Christians plenty. in Dallas. There are. There are. Matt, we were about to make the same joke, so you can't boo me. No, no. Actually, the, I was going to go for that, but right before that, here's a useless factoid. The uh, grandson of John Tyler, the 10th president, is still alive. was 70 years old when he had his son, Lion Tyler. Lion was 75 when he clapped some girl's cheeks and had uh, his grandson. Yeah. Uh, the GTPD, GTPDD podcast, the only place you'll hear about a 75-year-old president's son clapping cheeks. Um, I sure hope so, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a history podcast. I regret nothing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what do we have coming up this week, men's basketball-wise? Yeah, this week on Thursday, Tech is traveling all the way to Monroe, Louisiana, to play ULM, a game they are favored to win by Ken Palm, 72-65. to the following week, just because there's a couple early games, who knows when we'll record those. They play Southern Utah at the TAC on Tuesday afternoon and McNeese State on Wednesday at the TAC. Uh, so I will actually be, or Courtney and I will actually be at the Southern Utah game. Yes, we will be. Can we get sideline access? <laughs> Can we get media passes? Yeah, this is the perfect time to ask for... Well, extra access at tech athletic <laughs> events i will say talvin hester uh quote tweeted ben today on a tweet that we're about to uh we're about to talk about um you know daniel bacho the transfer from texas tech the big man that is projected to be one of the best players in the entire conference officially eligible um the ncaa ruling came down earlier today and so 
uh, Talvin Hester retweeted Ben's tweet where he had said, you know, let's go or whatever, you know, uh, the, the typical BTB tweet. <laughs> yeah, BTB does love to say, let's go. Uh, if, if you're going to criticize Ben, that's probably num- yeah. criticism number one that I've got. I like to imagine I'm- Ben getting into his Honda Accord after getting berated <laughs> and peeling out of the practice center saying, let's go. <laughs> it's probably not what he did. Uh, maybe not, but, um, his stats weren't, you know, electric or anything at Texas tech in sort of limited action last year, but, um, really looking to take a step forward, um, and become sort of the centerpiece of our team, both offensively and defensively. He's six foot 11, uh, 235 pounds, you know, gives us a lot of length in the center of the floor. Um, yeah, last season he made 17 starts, averaged 7.9 points, 5.9 rebounds and 1.5 blocks per game. So, yeah, and we did not need him against Lyon. He may have been nice against Colorado State, mm-hmm. but it felt like that game was for sure not going to go our way either way just because of officiating. So getting him two games in the season, I don't think is that big of a deal. He was able to practice with the team beforehand. So it's not like he's cold, come like flying into town. So this Thursday, we expect to see him most likely in the starting lineup against ULM. And from there, oh yeah, we win the whole thing. Uh, yeah, we need some positivity in sports. And one one more thing to say about basketball, I want to call out the Lady Texters who have started two and zero against top flight competition in LSU Alexandria, who they beat ninety three to thirty seven, um, and then Louisiana Christian, uh, which I think is Louisiana College, but they yes. renamed. Is that right? They, yeah, uh, still in Pineville, Louisiana. They switched their naming. Who they beat eighty eight to fifty two last Thursday. So. They don't have a game uh, before the next time we'll record. No, they have a game on Sunday. I lied against number 11, Texas on the road easy, down easy. in that's Austin. A, that's a so that's a dub. That's that'll a dub. obviously be a dub. Um, and then they'll play the day after Thanksgiving at the vibrant Thanksgiving classic against Drake. And Drake's going to just play the whole team. Yeah. Yep. It's a <laughs> wheelchair Jimmy, right? He's going to come out and. <laughs> that's fucked up, Evan. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad we didn't just work our way down the LSUs. We started with LSU A, then LSU B, then LSU C, <laughs> and just form our schedule that way. All right. Anything else to say about basketball here? Uh, I just want to say that Bochco coming on will be fun. I think him and Crawford, that's going to be mm. fun to watch. I feel pretty good about basketball, which is probably what I said right before the football season. Oh, God. I, I hope it turns out well. I don't know how soon it'll before Bacho starts playing, but I hope it's very soon. And it should be. Bacho will be allowed at Tech basketball practices, but one member of the media will no longer be allowed at Tech football practices. <laughs> this oh, week. What a what a pro, man. What a what a fucking <laughs> yeah. what a transition. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Give it up for that, man. That was good. Yeah, this That's week good. Ben Carlisle, the you know, runner, the publisher, whatever title you want to give him a BTB. He practically is BTB, Blue Tech Blue. He showed up at practice on November 7th, so exactly a week before we record this. Gets called over by Coach Cumbie between practices, I believe. Yeah, between practice so, sessions. Yeah. Gets asked to introduce himself to the team, what he did. And Ben said that he covered recruiting. He does the radio show, you know, they're the BTB podcast, the post game show, things like that. Come hey, interrupt Nathan. While you, while you talk to us on this podcast, could you look us in the eyes while you talk to us? Nathan, I can't, <laughs> I can't, we don't have video calls. <laughs> listen, listen, I need you to look me in the eyes. 
Anyway, I'm just uh, start sorry. screaming. I like anyway. to imagine that he said it like a Texas Ranger. Okay, but if I like knocked on your door Texas right now and there was a long con just waiting for you to make that joke. <laughs> so so Ben expl- or Ben is being asked to explain to the players who he is even though he's had the players on his radio show. He's ben, had some of them. Ben and, and he's probably sir. texted all of the players while they were being recruited and yeah, they know who he is. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. yeah. You know some players better than others, but I'm pretty sure everyone on that team at least has some knowledge of who he is. Gumby does that, yeah. says, look them in the eyes when you talk. So Ben goes, uh, okay, continues talking. And then Sonny Cumby tells him that he wasn't supportive enough to be given further access to the program. He was kicked out of that practice session and told that he was no longer welcome at practices except during open media portions, which there have been no open media portions since fall camp. Hmm. Again, it's been a week since this happened. And since, I mean, right now the Blue Tech Blue uh, forum has what 24 pages just on this one thread about it. Uh, it. This has been talked to at length and everything. We've tweeted about it. We've talked to each other about it. So there's been a little bit of a die down, I think, of that flame from us. But just from my point of view, don't bite the hand that feeds you. You need all the support you can get in a program that has no money. Yeah, yeah that's I, an awfully, uh, <laughs> awfully easygoing approach to this. I mean, so I, I want to give a little bit of a timeline to um to this before we kind of get into it i guess for real but so that that happened on tuesday ben posted about it on tuesday because he normally posts a practice report so he didn't have anything to report because he was kicked out of practice so he you know he posted that and basically the rule on btb is what happens on btb stays on btb and so essentially the whole forum is livid and is like seriously how could you do this like you know, we're the only people who still care about this program. And here you are, like, again, like you said, Nathan, kind of, you know, Ben is like the guy, the only guy who cares enough to be at this practice and you're kicking him out. Um, But it didn't really make it outside of that, like, bubble. And Ben even recorded Bleed Tech Blue Radio last Tuesday night after this happened. And he didn't say shit about it, man, to be honest. Some callers said stuff about it. And Ben just, like, brushed right past it, kept going. So... And it's not like he can't really stop the callers from saying what they're going to say. So my my issue. So then Wednesday kind of goes by and there's a whole thing where a where a fucking graduate assistant on the uh, on the football staff was tweeting from a burner attacking Ben for his eight point eight three ERA, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and there, um, you know what? I'm just going to get this out of the way now. Fuck that guy. What's that yeah. little what's the little bastard's name? What's his uh, name? Don't, Garrett or something? I don't know. Garrett. Yeah, fuck you, Garrett. Yeah. Let me make that crystal clear. Fuck you, Garrett. You fucking... Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> it was you're just very... A, just a it's, so then ben, loser, dude. So then Ben just tweeted at him, tweeted in response, and was basically just like, hey, uh, I know who you are, so like, let's just not escalate this any further than you already have. And then the guy deleted his account. <laughs> That's good because you yeah. know what? There's nothing more embarrassing than a 20 something year old fucking dick riding a staff that doesn't give a fuck about you while you go do minion stooge work for them, like get coffee and tickle people's taints. So fuck <laughs> you, kid. Okay. Well, Matt wasn't going to go super hardcore, uh, but here we are. Um, so Thursday morning, and, and I'm almost done with this part, but Thursday morning, I actually went into our GTPDD chat and I said, hey, guys, I really don't think we should talk about this too much because like Ben did his radio show and, you know, he decided 
he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to give his side of the story like publicly. So it's not really our business to like give that side of the story. Uh, then Nathan, you want to tell me what, <laughs> what Sonny Cumbie did on Thursday morning? Sonny Cumbie decided to go on the local radio and basically defend his actions that were really no longer being talked about. Like yeah. there was still the BTB thread going, but there wasn't as much stuff on Twitter. Everyone just kind of had that idea that, okay, Cumbie is a dick here, but whatever. Sure. He goes and says he's defending his players against the media, that anyone who isn't supporting the program shouldn't have that level of access. And he he changed. Yeah, he changed the tune. He said anyone who's demeaning our players shouldn't have. We've been demeaning the coaches. Uh, That's been pretty consistent. uh, Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. First and foremost, Mm -hmm. Tommy doesn't know about this show. They don't listen to the show. (laughs) Uh, I certainly hope not. Well, no, I I doubt they know. Hey, he was Coach talking Cumbie, about if you're That's listening, it. you should turn this off. This isn't gonna be uh, this isn't gonna be worth your time, my guy. You got oh, if you are listening, for. if you are listening, you can suck my fat white ass. But <laughs> uh, anyway, Cumby wasn't talking about GTPDD criticizing players. We do criticize players because some of these guys fucking suck. But uh, Matt, it, Matt in quotation and marks criticizes the players. Yeah, Matt in quotation marks. But listen, Ben. Ben never criticized a player Uh, or, or it depends on what you define criticism as. If you're saying, Hey, like Jack Turner's got a 58% completion percentage. That's not very good. Is that being critical? Or is that like telling a stat that is a fact, right? So I, I I think, let's let let, and tell me if you still hasn't said what, what he's talking about. Yeah. He, and we don't know what pissed him off. So let, so let me, so audience, Tell me the difference here. Oh, uh, you know, Jack Turner went, you know, 10 of 25 tonight. That's uh, kind of telling of the situation the Bulldogs are in right now. Just not getting a lot done on offense. You know, pretty mild. Or, oh my God, Jack Turner is the biggest piece of shit. He fucking sucks. Yeah. I have a fucking, th- I have a one-year-old daughter that can throw the ball further and more accurately while she's taking a shit or pamper. You know, there's a, there, there's yeah. a pr- pretty significant difference there. Yeah. And Ben and, is Ben and Ben, ben is definitely column A, right? Not yeah. yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it's just bogus. It's bogus. So so basically, you know, Cumbie goes on the radio and like you said, Nathan, pretty much out of nowhere doubles down. And I didn't hear the question that was asked, right? I didn't hear like what what I think it was Tim Fletcher um in the on, on the radio uh, Tim Fletcher. uh who was interviewing him, like basically unprovoked says that and then you know so then the fletcher show they tweeted that out right they tweeted that out and then (laughs) people start saying like hey what's going on like that's weird like you know and then so then basically what happened is somebody from outside of the btb community but who is also a rivals uh subscriber went to btb and screenshotted the post and posted it so now then it's just out there and then you got yeah. fucking people with hundreds of thousands of followers tweeting about this all yeah. because Cumby said something about it on the radio. Like I, I was pretty serious in that, like, guys, we can say, hey, some shit went down with the program. We don't really like the direction that Cumby's going. And it, it seems like he's maybe not what we thought he was. But I didn't want to go into it in detail like this. Right. But yeah. then, hey, the gloves are off now, my brother. And then this morning he did the yeah. same fucking shit again. <laughs> it's like after he lost to like, sam houston state by 15 fucking points on homecoming yeah, yeah. After wow. my biggest thing 
I said this after game one. You can like go listen to the first podcast. So to me, I had this like just feeling that, and this is kind of like, I don't know, I guess like talking about Cumby and like how he treated Ben, but like I've had this feeling since the beginning of the season that like his like locker room atmosphere hasn't been the best. And I feel like I had said like with the penalties that we've been seeing this year, um, we've had a lot of them and there have been certain ones, uh, cough, cough, stomping on a UTEP player's helmet while he's down that like, I feel like we didn't see this when skip was here. And I feel like that that is like a direct correlation of the respect that your players have for you as a coach. And then just seeing what he's doing to Ben and he keeps rehashing it because he can't just admit that he was wrong, just kind of proves the type of person that he is. I personally think that he's a fragile man and he can't take criticism. Which is the perfect place to be in your career. (laughs) A head football coach (laughs) at a collegiate level, at the FBS level, not able to take criticism. Yeah. And I mean... I think, and I don't know. Like we're about to have our net, a third three and nine season in a fucking row. Like, yep. and you have the audacity to sit here and say that people are being too critical of your program. I mean, like I said, personally, I haven't had an issue with the players. I think that our team could have like been a conference championship contending team. My problem is with the coaching and their decisions. And we've seen that as, yeah. especially with like our quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, uh, and, and so I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but I would be perfectly okay if Cumby had had a problem with something Ben wrote or something that Ben, quote, used his access to do, right, or whatever. Even if, if he did to meet if, a player. If Cumby went to Ben, like, on the sideline before practice, Ben Ben said in his post, I was there early as usual, uh, or if Cumby texted Ben, or if Cumby emailed Ben and said, hey, man, I just don't think it's for the best interest of the program right now for you to be on the sideline at practice uh, because maybe there is something in the room. Maybe one of the players took offense to something and it, and it pissed them off and they see Ben out there at practice and it's bad for morale, whatever. I don't care. The problem is my problem is not that he revoked access or whatever. Plenty of programs don't let media at practice during the season. That's fine. My problem is he tried to like emasculate Ben. He tried to like embarrass him. He tried to like, he brought him up and was like, look my boys in the eye. Like it's some kind of fucking movie or some shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, and you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be this stand up guy. Who's like teaching these, you know, teaching these young men values. Like that's what he said after the game in his press conference, he's talking about, we're raising good men in this locker room. And it's like, are you, are you? Well, well, one of your players stomped a guy on the back of the head. Yeah, right. a dead ball. Yeah, uh, right. On, and he played again this past week against Sam Houston. Had a good game. That's great. Probably could have. Uh, probably could have used some more head stomping. Just kidding. But uh, the, I think everyone's made good points. I don't really have too much to add, which I know is a disappointment to the listeners. Because let's be honest, most of them are listening to hear what I had to say. Because uh, <laughs> wow. I kind of wrapped it up a little too much on Twitter, and I've lost a lot of that steam because I've had COVID for a week, and there's some other stuff going on at the university. That about later conspiracy but, time uh, did come give you covid so that way you won't be able to talk shit about him on the podcast well that's not gonna work because i'm just getting started i'm like rick flair on a coke binge <laughs> uh, so you guys made great points i'm not going to speculate too much on what Cumby's like in the locker room this all started because the disney the disney channel moment he wanted to have the remember the titans moment he wanted to have the Mike Gundy moment he wanted to have, which someone yeah. appropriately put in a tweet when it happened. Yeah. 
contextually, what happened back in 2007 at Oki State, someone put in the paper a bunch of lies about a player. And Gundy was right to defend the player because the player was depressed that they had lost their starting job and the newspaper made up a bunch of lies and Gundy defended that kid. I think that's why Gundy's still coaching there 16 years later. And that was a good thing that he did. But what Cumby did was just gutless. There was no reason to do what he did to Ben because the players are just there to play football and hopefully make it to the pros, get a free education. But they're not. They didn't know what was going to happen. And I bet it was really embarrassing for those kids to watch their head football coach stand there and humiliate this poor beat writer, Ben, for reasons known only to Cumby. Actually, I know the reasons. We all know the reasons. Ben never said anything about any player, anything disparaging. Not to the level that we do, but more specifically, I do. As <laughs> uh, someone in the BTB, I can't really reference everything that's said there, but you know, some people have said that, oh, if you want harsh, go listen to Matt over at GTPDD. Ben's just a, not going to say anything like that. Well, yeah. So it was never about what he said about players because he didn't say anything about players. It has everything to do with what Courtney touched on. It's just a fragile ego. Uh, Cumbie's upset, and I don't think that Ben's ever said anything harsh about Cumbie. It's just... Uh, if he's unhappy with us calling out facts, and well, with Ben calling out facts about how bad the team is, sorry, Charlie. I mean, the team, the team fucking sucks, man. And Sonny Cumby, I don't know if you're listening. I'd like you to. I don't know how well educated you are with that West Texas bullshit. But uh, the the whole crux of this thing, man, is that we don't blame you for what happened before you were here. It's three straight seasons of three and nine. You're not responsible for the last one. And I don't like bringing up Skip because that's ancient history. He's now r- rode off into the sunset with the ice cream from Dairy Queen and won two championships <laughs> in the USFL. So that's great for Skip. I don't give a fuck about Skip. Thank you for what you did, but that's ancient history. So, but the last two years, the first year, we didn't expect much because the program was in shambles. A lot of guys transferred out, including our best wide receiver. Uh, this year, we all kind of expected a, a little bit of progress. That brings me to this. After Sam Houston, I think it was, someone correct me if I'm wrong, a team that, an FCS team that just got bumped up to FBS that had never won an F, I don't know if they'd never won an FBS game, but it was their first FBS win this year was against us, an FCS team. And yeah, they were a national championship team a couple years ago. But that's humiliating, man. And after the game, I think it's when he made the comment that, Oh, I really feel like we've uh, you know made a big jump here from last year or something. I don't know what the exact quote was. Yeah, uh, I, something like dude, that. Dude, shut the f- just shut the fuck up. No, we haven't. No, no, no we. He's digging well, a hole deeper and deeper. Well, it's I, like he's delusional, and it's not even the I good guess. kind of delusional. I, yeah, well, well, it's well, not. It's not guy. a. It's not a delusion that's going to lead to any. It's like we're doing it. He believes in what he's doing, which is fine, but like. Something is wrong. You put up well, you put up over 500 yards of offense, but 27 points against a bad team. A bad team. Yeah, you really lost by team. 15 points at home to a one and eight team whose one win was by seven points last week over a two and seven FCS school. Like, yeah, how are you coming really out in the press conference point. and not having a shred of fucking like? Boy, we really didn't play well today. Like he doesn't do that. He's he's full of so like anything he's that's negative, shit. it's got to be an echo chamber, and that's part of the problem too. I just finished saying if he wants to pull Ben to the side and say, "Hey, man, I don't like how negative you're being about my program," 
Like, that's fine. He can do that. But it's also bullshit. This is an FBS program. You're three and you're fucking six and 20 something as a head coach. The track around the practice field is public property. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. No one has to be given access to practice. Well, that's interesting. And, and Ben is a passionate guy. So like he has gone on rants on the radio and he has, he has, he has passion in his voice. Like I just did. Cause he fucking cares about this program, man. And he wants to see it succeed. And what he does with bleed tech blue more than anybody else in terms of like people outside of the tech sphere, like not employed by tech more than anybody else. What Ben does is bring attention to the program. He's the guy that's yeah. there at practice. Like, shout out to Matt Bellinson with the Rustin Daily Leader, but he's good at his job, so he's going to get hired by somebody else, like, literally tomorrow, probably, right? So, like, Ben will be there. We will fucking be there. Now, we're not we're not as, we're not not as, on the same level, but, like, we're the fans, no. right? And the people that pay for BleedTechBlue.com, they're the fans. So, what exactly are you trying to accomplish by pissing off the only people who care enough, like people are paying $10 a month to read shit about Louisiana tech athletics, bro. And you're just, you're just pissing them off. Like, so, and then, and then, and then fucking looking awful against Sam Houston state. Yeah. Uh, listen, it should be, mentioned, <sighs> it should be mentioned listeners that Evan was in attendance at this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was there. So uh, yeah, I had a good time. Saw saw some friends, uh, uh, questioned my existence, um, multiple times. Um, when Cyrus right. Allen fumbled to start the second half, I literally like was like, why the fuck did I drive here? My my friend's children yeah. who were near me, I was like, I'm sorry, children, for what you just witnessed. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, um, guys. When that touchback happened in the end zone, I just busted out laughing as soon as I saw it because I knew what had happened there. But I... Ben, we all do here. And I think his level of like support for the team, but being able to like set aside his tech fandom and write things that may be critical, but they're true. He's a good reporter. That's what he's supposed to do. He puts his bias aside and he is stating facts. Yeah. He's not Malcolm Butler. He's not employed by the team, right? He's not Teddy Allen. He's not employed by the school. He's not an SID. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what Cumby seems well, to want is an SID, but you've got those. Yeah. So tearing it all the way back to what I was trying to say. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cumby made a comment that he really feels like the program's made a jump. It has not. It has not made it. Well, no. a, a yeah. plunge. Off would a be cliff. A better yeah. A plunge. The exact quote I got to pull it up here is we have made a jump. I do believe it inside of our program in terms of our team. We're going to continue to work to take that next step as we race into the off season and finish this season. Yeah, man. Uh, delusion might be a good way of putting it. I would say arrogance would be a better way of putting it. I think that Cumbie's in over his head, which is hard to believe. He's 6'4", so he's pretty high up there, but he's way in over his head. I'm glad that Evan's got more energy than I do right now to kind of tee off a little bit more. But I, I'm there's a lot. I said it earlier, and we'll talk about it later, about some other stuff that's going on at La Tech right now that kind of diminished my anger towards this, but I'm really disappointed because when he was first hired, I remember Evan and I were watching some clips of him as a coach at Texas tech, uh, where he seemed like he was a really go get him type of coach, a lot of energy and whatever. And it just, uh, now it just kind of comes off as lip service. And now what he's doing in his press conferences just sounds a lot more like, uh, just total abject bullshit. And I'm, 
I'm never going to apologize for anything that I say because I've never said anything egregious about Cumby uh, until today. Um, but uh, I have said some pretty awful things about Scott Power, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to use this time to say more awful things about Scott Power. <laughs> I, I hope, I strongly hope that he will be fired. I've been saying it now for a very long time, dated back to last season. He's worthless as a head as a head coach. Jesus Christ, if he was the head coach of Tech. Imagine that. Imagine if we do run Cumbie out of town just to hire Scott Power as head coach. We've accomplished it, but was it worth it? No, it wasn't <laughs> worth it. Monkeys uh, Paul curls. Yeah, no, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Scott Power's fucking useless. Like tits on a nun. He has no business being at La Tech. He can't fucking coach. He can't get anything done. The defense is a fucking abhorrent. Uh, I can think of a lot more enjoyable things that I'd rather do than watch a La Tech football game right now, and he's hugely responsible for it. I do hope he gets fired. I hope he gets the fuck out of Rustin. Uh, I never want to see him again. Uh, I kind of felt that way about Cumbie at first when all this news broke. I'm sure that he's still going to be the coach next year because Tech can't afford to buy out. I know there's some tricky language in there but that we're not going to get into with what happens if certain amount of time goes by or not, but that can't afford a buyout. I don't anticipate tech's going to get rid of him, uh, but he's going to be here next year at least. And chances are tech's still not going to be a very good football team. So uh, between everything that's happened in the last week with the football program, it's no surprise that uh, actually, well, it really is no surprise that tech opened up as a 10 point underdog to recently promoted from FCS Jacksonville state, which is emblematic of the, the state of our, of our football but program. I, I'm more okay with that one. Like I'm not thrilled mm-hmm. about the fact that we're not favored against Jacksonville state, but they're a seven and three team. They yeah, would be yeah, in the running and no, the final week no, of the season for the conference but, championship game had that rule not exist. Listen, the, the problem yeah. isn't that as we stand here on November 14th, Jacksonville state is favored over us. The problem is if you could rewind to like, you know, this date in 2019 and said, hey, in four years, you'll be a fucking road dog to end the season to Jacksonville State. We'd literally be like, who the fuck is Jacksonville State and why are we playing on the road at Jacksonville State? Like, it's not it's not you're right in this moment, right? They absolutely deserve to be favored over to us and they're going to beat us like take Jacksonville State plus what or minus whatever. Right. They're going to beat us by 40. Right. Like it doesn't fucking matter. We're not winning this game. But like. The mm-hmm. fact that we've fallen to the point where, again, I said a seven-point victory over Kennesaw State. Uh, it was actually a three-point victory over Kennesaw State last last week uh, for the Bearcats. In yeah, I mean, it's just it's like the how far we've fallen, and then yeah. listen, like I get coach speak. I understand that, like, uh, but there's something to. I mean, Mike Gundy's certainly not oh, going to go into a post-game press conference. I, I, let's pull up the post game press conference he had after they lost to South Alabama by 30 points this season. Like you think he's saying, Oh, I, I think uh-huh. we're a really good team. Like, no, you can be like, yeah, we didn't play very well today. And on defense, we allowed fucking five touchdowns to a team that hadn't scored that many touchdowns in a single game all season. Right. Including yeah. last week. It's like, just, I, I don't know. I get that. He's well, like, he's not us, right. He's not a fan, but like, I'm fucking tired of this bullshit that I'm hearing from him. And frankly, if you had told me a week and a half ago, like 90% of the people who care about tech athletics would probably say, hey, that guy should probably be fired. Like, what did he do to ter- get the fan base to turn? And for me, it's 
like pulling some bullshit stunt. And it's like, that probably took some thought for him to do what he did to Ben the other day. He gathered the offense up. Ben said, Ben told me in a text message that the coaches kind of had smirks on their face. Uh, so they kind of knew what was about to happen. Which would just uh, be offensive coach. It was just yeah, the offense. The offensive, the offensive players and the offensive staff is who Cumbie did this yeah, in front of, which is also I, cause weird because it's like, yeah, because he wanted to be offensive. <laughs> My thing is that nice. <laughs> I don't really care what he says in press conferences. I don't care that he says this team has turned the corner. I don't, cause I don't believe he believes it. I think he's been coached the same way players have been coached about what to say in press conferences that I just don't trust anything. Any coach says in a press conference, unless well, it's an injury stupid. report or something like that, then I just don't care what they say because they are just providing lip service for the team. What I, I care about, care. what I care about is losing 42 to 27 to a team this bad after that shit show that happened earlier in the week with Ben knowing you had to have known that would blow up the way it did. It's mind boggling. Maybe he didn't. But Maybe the reason didn't. why you do it is to rally the team around you. I think he senses his seat is hot. Whether or not Tech can afford to keep him, I think this is a calculated move, but sure he is bad at math to try to rally the troops and get the team back on his side and say, we've got this, and that's why he wants to be positive everywhere, and it's just not working. Last week, well, I was all on board. I mentioned the fact that I wanted Scott Power out of town. Um, I, after Matt had been saying fire Scott Power for so long, I was eventually like, okay, yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right, because I try to hold off judgments on that, especially in first-year coaches. But now when it's been basically two years, after seeing how Cumbie handled that, imagine him handling other things in the future. And I just don't see him handling them well, and I don't see Tech making a bowl game while he's our head coach. Whether or not we can afford to keep him, who knows? But Tech is not going bowling until he's gone. Do you think that he was trying to make that move to like get the team back on his side? Like that to me just says that the team doesn't have respect for him. So that speaks volumes that that is the case. Well, maybe they don't. So uh, why I didn't like what he said in the press conference is because there were so many other things that he that he could have said or he could have just said nothing. But the fact that he said that he feels like the team has made a jump is re- is just it's 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 insulting because it's obvious they haven't. So well, and uh, and I. I mean, there was a post on Bleed Tech Blue that I asked the guy if he would share his his data with me. But a guy who a guy who compared like the last, I think, 10 seasons of tech football, I think he took out the 2020 season and both last year and this year rank in either like seventh, eighth or ninth place of those nine seasons in pretty much every category, like points allowed, points scored, yards allowed, yards uh, gained. Um, yeah, I mean, it, and it's, and, you know, shout out to, uh, let's see, dog PT on uh blue tech blue for putting yeah, that together. That's but, great work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's some of the categories were a little better than last year, but they're still but worse. The whole, yeah. They're still the worst demo- since 2014. Oh, it's demonstrably untrue to say that this team has made a jump. It's more true to say that they made a plunge. The team is bad, objectively bad. Losing two really bad schools, and now La Tech is a really bad school. It's well, been I, a really I, not bad school, bad football program. Yeah, and uh, I think part for of past, for the past three years. Yeah, what this what these numbers don't take into account. Like, so technically, last year was the worst year of Tech football in the past ten years, and then this year is the seventh worst of those nine years. But this has got to be the worst. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it absolutely is because you went. We went from playing much better teams that have gone on to other conferences uh, and 
yeah. bumped up schools from the FCS and there's, and that's fine. I mean, tech used to be an FCS school 30, 35 years ago. So it's inevitable that schools will bump up. That's fine. And you know what? Hats off to Sam Houston state. I wanted them to join CUSA. I, I, I like the Jacksonville States here and yeah. the other schools. That's great. No, and I, shout out I, to I, Sam Houston State for going on the road for a school's homecoming. Yeah. Which the crowd was honestly more decent than I thought it was going to be, to be real honest with you. Uh, sure. The atmosphere was okay. Uh, it was, you know, it's not it's not the best homecoming atmosphere I've seen, but it wasn't as bad as I expected. Uh, you know, so shout out to them for, for getting that first, you know, monkey off their back, so to speak, but... Where I'm kind of getting worked up now is, is I'm just starting to go over it in my head and start. I'm, now I'm starting to get a little angry just thinking about all this because the season's gone so badly. I mean, even the only, the, the win, I think we started off like two and one at one point and we've won one game since, uh, and we, lost we three, to a lot of real, three and two at the end of September, right? And yeah, right. So lost no, seven three in, in a row, three six and three. in a row, three and three at the end of September. Okay, so, gotcha. So lost five in a row, soon to be six in a row. Yep. So I said earlier that it's not Humby's fault that Tech went three and nine. I skipped last year. Obviously, that's not his fault. And when Cumby came in, he inherited a program where a lot of kids left and he had to bring new kids in. And we said first season's going to be bad. Maybe the second season will be a little bit better. What sucks so bad about this is, is that not only did the team not get any better, it got a lot worse, but it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon. It just looks like it's going to be more of the same next year, but four and eight, five and seven, I feel like is a long shot at this point with this program. It's going to be because worse. it's a trickle. It's going to be probably worse. it's trickle down because I mean, Cummy uh, even said recently that he knows players are going to leave in the portal this off season. And it's his job to go out and find new ones, bro. No one's going to want to fucking play for you anymore, bro. Yeah, I mean, like maybe some kids will because a scholarship's a scholarship and that's a lifeline to a lot of these kids. But who wants to play for an asshole with a fucking dehydrated BB between their ears that they call a brain? Who wants to play for someone like yeah. that who's so when you so when you blind. also don't win? Like yeah, if you're, you're an asshole who wins, yeah, hell yeah, they'll play for you. But, you're not, but he's but he's not. He's a he's just a clueless asshole who his only notable thing that Cumby's done all season is humiliate Ben Carlisle in, in front of his players. And that's not something you want to be well known for. And now there's this spotlight on him and the LaTeX football program, not much of one, but just as this dysfunctional program led by this dipshit at the top. So I don't see it getting better. Evan, you think it's going to be worse next year? Maybe you're right. I don't know. Three and nine yeah, is pretty bad. I, I guess I mean, two and 10 or one and one eleven would be pretty bad, or I prayed for zero and twelve because I wanted Scott Power gone so badly. Maybe I'll get my wish and he'll be gone this off season, unless Cumby's really as stupid as I think he is and he keeps him on. But no one's going to want to play for this team, guys. How are you going to sell this to any recruit in the off season? Come play for a team that's won nine games in three years. Come play for yeah. a team led by a coach that humiliates beat writers and probably has dysfunction in the locker room. We're speculating on the last thing, of course. But it's well, going to be but, a hard sell. But we we even know. I mean, one of the things that that we know is that. I mean, let's just like look at. I don't know. This is way off topic, but look at Landry Liddy, right? Here's a kid who wanted to come to Louisiana Tech. He it was it was his top choice. Skip Holtz gets fired. He you know quote unquote reopens his recruitment. Sonny Cumbie convinces him, and then 
Sonny Cumbie basically runs him out of town to go so he can go be the third string quarterback at UAB? Like, what is that about? How does that happen? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and our guy, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to go into details on this, but our guy, Griffin Armstrong, the long snapper that we like, and we're, we're friends with the, or Matt is friends with his, his dad. Like, listen, guy's not playing at Virginia tech. I'm just saying he was playing here. So what's, what gives with that? He gave a different kid a scholarship and now that kid's fine. He's, I haven't noticed the long snapper doing anything wrong this year. So I think he's made a couple mistakes, but we were really zoned in on it because of this whole situation. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. but yeah. like, I mean, so shout out to whoever the long snapper is now. He's doing a he's doing an okay job, right? Uh, yeah. But like, we were in good hands but there. He's and on scholarship, I, a- and 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 Griffin Armstrong, from what you know, I'm not going to go into specifics, but like, he's on scholarship at Virginia Tech, but he's not playing. Uh, I no, I don't think he's I don't think he's on scholarship. At oh, he's not. Tech. Well, it's just in-state no, tuition. He was getting in-state, in-state yeah. tuition. Yeah. The fact that a tech athlete who is starting or just in general on the roster doesn't get in-state tuition at minimum to me is absolutely crazy with yeah, band wild. kids. State tuition. Yeah, I don't. Like, Maybe an NCAA rule, but I don't know the ins and outs of that. And it may be considered like you can only have X amount of scholarships per program, and that may be considered a scholarship. I don't know. But let me ask you guys this question. Do you think there is a silver lining, like maybe just the slightest no. one, with the fact no. that we have a new university president? No, no, because that doesn't mean fuck all for anything. Like Jim Henderson, uh, who was the uh, chancellor or whatever at Bipsy when I was there, so shout out Jim. Uh, you talked to my dad at a Parkway football game in your Corvette. Uh, my dad said you were a cool guy. Maybe it was Camaro. <laughs> anyway, my dad said you're a nice guy. My dad hates most of humanity. So uh, anyway, yeah. I don't think that that means, you know, as my cousin Justin would say, what's that got to do with the price of tea in China? Like Jim Henderson's not going to do fuck all for anything as far as I'm concerned with this. It's more Eric Wood. And right now, Eric Wood has done nothing about what Cumbie has done because I don't think that he really needs to do anything about it. It's really not the end of the world. It's just fucking insulting, and we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But as of right now, I'm pretty pissed off about it. I know you guys are, but your question about new president, no, I don't think that there's any silver lining. I mean, when Cumbie's time comes, tee-hee, uh, I don't uh, – then, then it'll matter. Then it'll matter because that'll be Jim Henderson's first opportunity to have a – have involvement in a search committee to get a new football coach. So it'll matter then. But right now, no, I don't think that there's any silver lining. I don't think there's any silver lining period, to be quite honest, folks. Cumbie's going to be the coach next year. And unless he comes out and fucking apologizes for what he did to Ben and then keeps his mouth shut and stops with the sunshine pumper bullshit, delusional bullshit, and actually puts a product on the field that isn't a fucking laughing stock where I don't feel like I'm watching Joe Dirt get the cat pulled off the atom bomb and have shit pour all over his face. And no, I don't think there's any silver lining here. Go ahead, Evan. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, I think, I think we need to wrap this up somehow. I don't really know how to do that. Nathan, yeah, do you well, have any let's, ideas? Let's play a couple of the voicemails very quickly. Okay. Um, Cause it may at least allow us to end this t- com- topic of conversation on a somewhat lighter note. <laughs> And so since we got a bunch of voicemails this week, rather than, you know, setting them all up, here's just a quick medley of them. First off, I wanted to give a shout out to Evan for uh, basically enjoying the cheering and laughing with you during the game uh, on Saturday and just being able to experience the game while it descended into an episode of Mystery Science Theater <laughs> 3000. Yeah. Uh, right now, we're looking at a 
three and nine season with the easiest schedule we've ever had. But after looking at the season in more detail, I think the UTEP and FIU wins are fool's gold because if their best quarterbacks were healthy when they played us, F, um, FIU and UTEP would have won those games and we'd be staring at a one-win season right now. I, I think the main question is, can Tech somehow get the money to buy out his contract or do they live with him for one more year and worry about the further cost of even more long-term damage if he stays one more year. Anyway, um, even though I'm very down on the dogs this year, I will forever bleed Tech Blue, and I will always support my Bulldogs. Anyway, go dogs. Y'all have a good night. <sighs> tech will always Tech. The main thing, though, is there's always next season. Fire come day. Jimbo Fisher should help. And that kind of feeds into the text we received this week as well. Jimbo Fisher should help LaTeX buy out Cumbie's contract. (laughs) And then Jimbo should coach LaTeX football until we repay him the money. And if he does a good enough job, we'll offer even more money on top of the seven mil he'll be making from A&M. $76 million uh, buyout. That's flabbergasting. And, there's something fundamentally wrong with the system in which coaches sign these contracts and then get paid to fuck off like Ed Orgeron or Jimbo or who the fuck ever else. But go on. Sounds like the best kind of gig to have. Do terrible as a college football coach and get canned and paid out $6 million. I think we're about done with this topic of conversation. We talked a lot about yeah. that same Houston game, too. I don't think there's anything else to go into it. I do I want mean, to do a quick preview so, of Jacksonville State, but Evan, can, you have closing thoughts about it? Yeah, I, I just want to say, I mean, after all this negativity, we've been talking, what, for probably 35, 40 minutes about this. Uh, I don't know how long the final cut will be, Nathan, uh, but... 20 seconds. I fucking hope that we look back on this three years from now. Cumbie has turned it around. The program is wonderful. We've won two conference championships. We're in a big bowl game. And we're like, man, remember that time that he kicked Ben out of practice? Wasn't that funny? Like, what a what a douche, right? But like, haha, he he figured it out. Song for that. I, I we do. Orange Sunshine returning 2028. Um Yes. But, you know, I don't I'm not saying that I think that's gonna happen, but I, I hope it does. I hope next yeah. season we're we're seven and five. The season after that, we're ten and two, and we're like, hey. Cumbie figured it out. He got the right defensive coordinator in here. Pot Scour. Pot Scour is is our defensive coordinator now. I wish I was 6'3", wasn't fat, and could eat whatever I want with no consequence, but that ain't going to happen either. Yeah. So, no, uh, hey, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying I hope that, you know, if he's going to be given another opportunity to coach this football team, I I hope that. Mm -hmm. You know, because we've been close, right? But again, I'm not going to go down the road of where we've made a jump. I mean, but yeah, I, I just I hope that things can work out for him. Um, and I, I and I also hope that he apologizes to Ben um, because the way that he did that was bullshit and he shouldn't have done it. So that that's the bottom line, I think, for me. Yeah. Yeah. So to quickly well, preview this Jacksonville State game very very oh, quickly uh, this in two words we're gonna or three we're gonna lose okay that's it that's you well yeah. uh good old we mentioned him earlier kurt armstrong uh is a graduate of uh, jacksonville state and i remember when we met up at mizzou last year he had mentioned to me uh, you guys need to keep an eye out for them next year and like oh, <laughs> kurt 
you crazy bastard. And then I'm like, oh, damn it, Kurt. <laughs> it's like a, they're they're a pretty damn good football team, and they're coached by Rich Rodriguez, I believe. Yeah, and this Saturday, Tech will travel to Jacksonville, Alabama, not Florida. Make sure that you're headed in the right direction if you choose to drive to this game for some reason. Uh, I'll go to that. That's <laughs> November, uh, November 18th at 1 p.m. So this is an afternoon game. We get to get this out of the way early on ESPN Plus or on the radio KXKZ 107.5 or streaming in that Louisiana Tech app. Uh, this will actually be the second time these two teams have played. You want to try to guess how long ago the last matchup was? 1833. 69 years ago. Lamal. Yeah, they're making me do math. I'll say uh, 1918. I'm trying to do the math. for. Okay, so it was 84 years ago. 1939, they beat Jacksonville State 39-0. I think by going on their Wikipedia page, this predates when they were called the Gamecocks. At the time, they were called... The Eagle Owls. <laughs> okay. Eagle Owls? Huh. Eagle Owls, both. Both things. Yeah. A fantastical creature. Kind of like a griffin. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Offensively, well, this is a wow. team that will run the ball a lot. They do it pretty well, not fantastically, but they just run the ball down your throats against a tech team that has struggled against the run all year. This may be a long night for our defense. Offensively, or defensively for the Gamecocks, they are above average yeah, but not like world beaters there either. But this is a team that should score on tech pretty regularly on the ground. And then their defense should do more than enough for you know them to win. At least that's my opinion. I'll just go ahead and bundle my score prediction into there too. I think tech loses this game like 38 to 10. Yeah, I, I, I think I think 42 to 6 or 42 to 10 is probably a fair estimate. This, this team's got nothing to play for. Uh, they're led by a diarrhea mouth punk and some asshole pretending to be a defensive coordinator. So, uh, no, I don't think that they're, this is going to be a good game to watch at all if you're a La Tech fan. 52 to 14, Jacksonville State. And at this point, I'm just rooting for myself in the contest and I don't care about what happens in this game. We're going to lose. Oh, yeah. Before we get to the end of the show, let's go to the tweet of the week. There were quite a few fantastic tweets this week. Uh, the one I want to give it to, unless anyone wants to interject with a better one, was Tanner Spearman's, who during the chaos of the BTB situation, tweeted a photo of the blizzard and the ice cream cone standing next to each other at a tech game saying, I wonder how these two are doing. Just, <laughs> just like it. a great joke that's somewhat off base but you definitely know what he's talking about it's just it was great it was a great tweet 10 out of 10 that's this week's tweet of the week fantastic i definitely liked the guy's tweet who after cumby's press conference where he said we made the jump who said yeah maybe a jump off wiley tower that was just that That one was pretty good my favorite was the one i posted in the chat earlier where uh someone said cumby just wants us to believe and it's uh goku trying to Conjure up a spirit bomb. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Your your tweet earlier today about the long awaited episode with that Photoshop of Cumbia yeah. was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one was good. My my favorite part of the homecoming game probably was uh speaking of the ice cream cone race, um, so Champ decided to uh to go streaking. Um so he kind of yeah, like Champ took the uh, took his jersey off and his and his like pants off, and then somebody was chasing around behind him trying to catch him, waving his shirt in the air and stuff. It was 
it was pretty funny um and uh i guess uh, yeah i love those tweets you guys were talking about uh like i said earlier i guess i didn't give a prediction but uh jack state minus anything i mean they could be 30 point favorites and i'd be like yeah sounds right i think it's some like 31 to 10 31 to 13 maybe i'll, I'll say 31 to 13 i guess all right well that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please and die podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or go to our blog or our instagram gtpdd.dog and before we actually completely sign off, we do want to take a moment of silence here at the very end. Uh, due to the stabbing that happened earlier near the Lambright Center in Ruston, we found out not too long before recording that Annie Richardson, one of the four victims, passed away from her injuries at a Shreveport hospital this evening. And so just want to take a moment of silence for Annie Richardson. Thank you. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. Matt. I'm Courtney. And we'll see you again next week.